Welcome to a brand new episode of Reality Breached. And I say brand new. I mean surprise episode of Reality Breached. I don't think I've told anyone that we're doing this, Jordan. Awesome. By the way, welcome to the show, Jordan. Jordan Hillhouse. Glad to be here. Thank you. Uh, You have not been on the show in a while. It's been a a minute, as people say. (laughs) Do they still say that? (laughs) I don't know. It's been a minute since I've heard anyone say that. So. Yeah, it's it's been ever since that was a thing. <laughs> uh, cool. And 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 so 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 secretly, let me I guess just explain why we're here, why I've why we're gathered here today. Uh, secretly, I kind of started a mission in January. I, I sat down, like I've been I've I've been filling up this voodoo library full of movies. Uh, through digital codes stolen out of other people's uh, Blu-rays to just buying stuff when it's on sale to taking lucrative advantage of their disc-to-digital feature. Me and Reed Walker have amassed a a voodoo library of like 600 or 700 movies, right? And I was like, these are just sitting here and I'm never going to watch them. What, What the fuck am I doing? You know, so it like it occurred to me, I was like, I could just watch them. You know, like that's not beyond the realm of possibility. Uh, and, and I was like, OK, OK, well, then what what what's the easiest way to do that? My first thought was just watch one movie a day. Seemed easy enough, right? Oh, yeah, <laughs> that does not seem easy. <laughs> well, I was on leave for, uh, from work at the time. So I had all of January just off. That's so I was like, yeah, I could, I could totally watch a movie a day. You know, I'm a cool guy. And I, I made a, a like a like a soft commitment to myself to watch 365 movies in the year 2021. That's well, a lot of movies. It is. Um, and. I, you know, I wouldn't consider myself a movie guy per se. You know, I didn't, you know, I didn't really go to film school. I don't understand the movie making process as well as others do, but I do enjoy films and I do enjoy critiquing films. Um, but I don't watch a lot of movies. So taking on this, 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 this undertaking, it was like, this this is a new thing for me. Like I used to work at a video store in high school. You knew this. Uh, yes, I yeah. was actually saying you're probably my oldest friend <laughs> back from the video store days, even though we didn't really know each other then. But that's true. That's true. I, I used to sling porn when I was uh, working at the video store. It was cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, that little section. I was always afraid to go back there. Honestly, I would not have kicked you out. Like I, I had no, <laughs> I had no balls. I wasn't gonna be like, sir, you don't look old enough to be here. Dude, uh, my life would be on a completely different trajectory had I gone into the porno section of that store. (laughs) 
Well, back then I used to watch a lot of movies because they were all free. Well, I own all these movies now, so I'm going to watch them. So in classic Sergio fashion, not only am I watching these movies, but I'm keeping track of the ones that I watch to make sure that I meet my goal, right? Yes. Uh, uh, th- this this episode is going to go up sometime next month, so this is we're we're going to be a little behind. Uh, but today is what March twenty seventh. Correct. March twenty seventh. Let me break out the the the, the de- dear old calculator here. Uh, that thirty one days in January plus yes. twenty eight days in February plus twenty seven days so far in March means I should have watched eighty six movies. By today. As of today, uh, I'm watching Superman 4, The Quest for Peace. And I am at 94 movies. That is so impressive. Uh, that's like that's impressive, but it's not as impressive as I wish it was. Because I was about 15 days ahead of schedule two weeks ago and. Life has gotten in the way, and now I'm only, what, eight days ahead of schedule? Yes, but you have some monsters on here. I do. I do. Very and, long and, movies. And, and, and that's why you're here. You're here to discuss movies, specifically the movies that I've watched so far. And my thought is, we can do this a, a few times this year. Uh, I figured the first 92 is the first fourth of the 365. Let's talk about the first 92 movies I watched. Okay. Is that okay? Yeah, right. that sounds great. Like, what uh, what was the first movie you started off with on this epic journey? It's, <laughs> 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 it's a fantastic question. Um, I don't know why this was the first movie, but Singles. Woo! Okay. So, uh, what did you think of singles? What was that? Early nineties, ninety two? Yeah, early nineties. Like literally, the 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 members of Pearl Jam are in the movie. <laughs> oh, it's it is ninety two. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like right at the pe- peak grunge. Uh, and and like, I'd always kind of wanted to watch it because you know I was around in ninety two. You know, I there should be some sort of uh nostalgia in there somewhere right yeah also for some reason i thought it was a funny movie i I thought it was a comedy singles is not a comedy well it is like it's got funny parts but it's not like a like a knee slapping comedy yeah like i don't remember this movie i remember watching it not in 92 but probably (laughs) around 97 or 98 yeah it was just it was way above my head, and I just did not like it or remember it. In fact, I for, I thought that Winona Ryder was in this movie, <laughs> but it's Bridget Fonda. No, no, no. Winona Ryder's in the other one. Is 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 the other one with uh, what's his name with Ben Stiller and? Yeah, Reality Bites. Reality Bites, yeah. And then yeah. there was one called Empire Records around this time too. Shit, Empire Records is a classic. Yeah, I liked it. And 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 that is a comedy. Uh, S- singles feels very pretentious. It hasn't aged well. And that could be because it's directed by Cameron Crowe. I I kind of feel a lot of his movies don't really hold up. That's it's interesting you say that. I um Almost Famous is on my watch list. I'll be watching that soon, 
And because uh, I, I remember liking Almost Famous, but I, I wonder if it has aged as badly as singles. I, you know, that is <laughs> I, I hate this term ever since the Family Guy joke, but uh, it is a period piece from the uh, 70s. So it might hold up a little better. Like, yeah. Singles yeah. was right in the heart of that time period. That's true. It's, it's weird how period pieces age better than <laughs> actual movies from those periods. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, OK. I, yeah. So so we're not going to talk about all 92 of these movies. Just okay. just. Just, just to just to level the playing field here. Uh, so, would you recommend watching singles? No, not at all. Well, okay. if you if you like Pearl Jam, and if you like Alice in Chains, because Alice in Chains performs in the movie, so that's kind of cool. I don't even remember this dude. <laughs> I, I don't want to watch it either. <laughs> and I uh, like Pearl Jam and Alice in Chains, but yeah. Oh. Uh, one movie that kind of filled a hole that uh, I, I, for some reason, had never seen was Insomnia. Ah, yeah, that's a good one. That That is oh, a good one. I had, do I? What did you think of it? Like, I had never seen it before. And I think that happened with that movie. I think it just kind of, oh, Robin Williams is in it. It's not funny. It's a no. really strange movie. And then it just kind of fell away. Yeah, yeah. And and it's a uh what's his name? Uh it's a Christopher Nolan movie. Yeah. yeah. And like I'm a huge fan of Christ- Christopher Nolan, so it had always kind of been on the back burner. It's like, hey, I'll watch that eventually. You know. Yeah. And Pacino does his best Pacino impression. <laughs> he really does have the best one. <laughs> and we'll get we'll get to Pacino a bit later. Oh yeah. Uh, I really, really liked Insomnia. Uh, it, it, like, starting, I didn't know anything about it at all. Uh, watching it from the beginning, not knowing what it was about, not even remembering a trailer for it. Like, it pitched itself as just a cop drama. And, and by the end, it was very much a, a different movie. And I, I really enjoyed that one. Yeah. What do so, you like? Do, do you remember Insomnia? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I liked it. Um, I saw that, I think, when it came out. And I can't remember. It was in the early 2000s. But yeah, it was like 03, I think it was. Yeah, I saw that. That was my first oh, Nolan movie. Oh, two. Oh, really? Mm hmm. I didn't watch following first, but it's uh, I liked it. I, I'm, and I've, I've always kind of liked Robin Williams when he does something that's not Robin Williamsy. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a few in there. Yeah, yeah. Um let's see. There were some 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 more recent ones like that that like I watched Birds of Prey. I watched uh Birds of Prey again. I I'd seen that in theaters. Uh I I watched Age of Ultron again. I watched Hot Rod again and Hot Rod that that movie has not, has aged extremely well. Okay, how so? It's fucking hilarious, man. Have you ever seen Hot Rod? I have not. Oh my, it's Andy Samberg. Yeah, and he's always kind of hit or miss for me, but when he did that, uh, the Pop Star movie, I loved it. Oh, I mean, Pop Star's great, yeah. So I'm going to check Hot Rod out. Yeah, it's a, it's actually basically a Lonely Island movie because the, 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 the other two dudes are either, they either wrote it or directed or, or whatever, they're part yeah. of it. 
uh, yeah, Hot Rod's great. It's it's one of those movies that came and went as you know a Saturday Night Live movie, and no one really paid attention to it. Uh, it also has Bill Hader in it, and Bill Hader can do no wrong. Yeah, he's he's awesome. <laughs> Uh, a couple of movies that I had never seen before that aren't really that old, but I really, really liked uh, straight out of Compton and Alita battle angel. Okay. Now I haven't seen Alita. I've heard a lot about it, but I did like straight out of Compton a whole lot. Yeah. Straight out of Compton is a fascinating piece of uh, filmmaking for several reasons. Alita battle angel is just high quality science fiction. Like, I would say it's better than Avatar, which is, you know, that's a low bar, but Alita Battle Angel is really cool. It's really fucking cool. That, and that's what I hear it described as all the time. It's just cool. You have to see it. I can't explain it. You just have to see it. Yeah, like I wouldn't say the story is that compelling or even that unpredictable, but it's just fucking cool, man. Uh, straight out of Compton, though. I did not know nearly as much about Dr. Dre and uh, N.W.A. as I thought I did. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, when I saw that, it was like watching a documentary, honestly. Yeah, yeah. It really helps that Ice Cube's kid looks just like Ice Cube. Gosh, yeah, he does. Just like him. Uh, is, is, like, is there anything on this list that, that, that you're like, why did you watch that? Um, dude, I have no idea what the legend of Billie Jean is. <gasps> oh my God. I, this was one of them. When I watched it, I was like, I have to talk to someone about this fucking movie, dude. Oh, okay. Who are not related in real life. Playing brother, sister. And it's from the it's mid to late Helen 80s. Slater and it's, and it's, Christian it's basically Slater. about these low life teenagers who live in a trailer uh, who go on the run because they're 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 falsely accused of of like doing some shit. And then yeah. they accidentally shoot shoot a guy and and they they use a rich kid's video camera to turn the narrative around as if Billie Jean is the victim and the hero of the story and she stands up to men and like <clears throat> everywhere they go they have like an entourage who cuts their hair into the into like the real short uh, boyish haircut that Billie Jean has like it's 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 a real fucking weird 80s movie but it's got a it's got a real sharp charm to it. Yeah, I you know, I haven't seen it, but I I love I think that's a good word is charm. Like older movies have some kind of charm that is kind of rare to find today. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like there's no way a, a studio would put 20 million dollars into this today. <laughs> and 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 like if they did, it would be really heavy-handed and obnoxious. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's just a, it's not a good movie. No, no, don't, don't get me wrong. Uh, it's, there's problems left and right, but it's, it was so much fun to watch. That's what I was going to ask. Would you recommend someone watch it? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and the, I remember like, 
it, it came out when I was so young and I'm sure my parents watched it at home and I was, you know, in the living room or whatever, watching it w- with them. Uh, I remembered like scenes and I remembered the song because the, the song is inv- the, 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 the big hit song that came from it was Invincible by Pat Benatar. Mm. And when that song, every time that song comes on in the movie, I'm like, yeah, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I absolutely recommend the legend of Billy Jean. That's cool. That is really cool. Yeah. That was one I was like, yeah, I know all these. I know this one. What the hell is this? <laughs> so this movie has uh, got a lot of, uh, it's had kind of a, res- a resurgence in recent years, but galaxy quest. Yeah. I, I, what was the question? What do you think of that movie? Like, tell us a little bit about galaxy quest. I rem- I had seen galaxy quest before and I remember really liking it. Uh, but kind of just, you know, it's like, Oh, that's, that's cute. And then moving on and just kind of forgetting all of the fine details. And someone had just cavalierly mentioned that galaxy quest was the best star Trek movie. And I, you know, I was like, ha ha, that's funny. Wait, it might be, let me watch it again. And I don't know if it's the best star Trek movie, but it's, it is very self-aware that it's not making fun of star Trek and star Wars and, and the, and the fans, but it's very self-aware that, this stuff is dumb, but we can celebrate it anyway. Yeah. I, I saw it when it came out and, uh, you know, I, I thought it was kind of like a Star Trek ripoff or something, but uh, I saw it a couple of years ago. And, I mean, it's it's still good. And I liked it the first time I saw it, too. I mean, it's yeah. good cast in that movie. Uh, Sigourney Weaver's good in it. And so is Alan Rickman. I mean, it's it's a good movie. <laughs> Alan Rickman is such a prestige. He was such a prestige actor. How did he end up in so many goofy fucking roles? I know. As soon as you were saying that, I was thinking about him in uh, Dogma. Like, how how was he in Dogma? (laughs) But I'm glad he was because he was great in Dogma. Yeah. Um, And he was great in Galaxy. I mean, he's he's just good in everything, honestly. That's true. Uh, I don't know if I've seen a bad performance from him. Uh, no, no, I, you're, you're right. I, I don't think he's been not in a, he's been in bad movies for sure, but not a bad performance. Yeah. And I mean, like he hams it up and die hard, but he's so good in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've actually thought about like plowing through all the die hard movies. How many are there? There's like five. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think they get progressively worse every, uh, it's like a step down into hell. Every every <laughs> preceding movie. <laughs> I haven't seen five. I, three wasn't bad. Two and three weren't bad, but four okay. kind of was. Yeah, Kevin I'm pretty Smith sure. Kevin Smith is in four though. Who? Kevin Smith. Oh, that's right. <laughs> he isn't. <laughs> yeah, I, I I might have to watch that. I might have to watch that. Uh, one movie on this list that absolutely infuriated me, and I don't I don't get angry at movies i'm not i'm not that guy like i'll i'll be like oh that was shitty (laughs) i'll laugh it off the curious case of benjamin button pissed me off so much all right do tell (laughs) like i like david fincher yeah i've I've liked david fincher for a very long time and the beginning like 
going into this movie, I was like, this is uh, I, I was reluctant to even give a shit about it because of how ridiculous the premise is. And the whole first act where uh, what's his name? Brad Pitt is yeah. an old baby. Yeah, it it literally looked like an SNL sketch. Yep, and that's the start of the movie. Yeah, yeah, and it and it just it it progresses from there. It it then takes this weird serpentine route through the story, like it's trying to be Forrest Gump. <laughs> it yeah, it is trying so hard to win an Oscar. <laughs> that's that's an even better way to put it. Yes, it's it's such a, such a tryhard movie, and then like Act Three rolls around and. We're supposed to believe that Benjamin Button made the right decision in abandoning his daughter. Yeah. Be- because his, his he was like, I don't need you to raise her and me, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to be a baby. And 15 years pass, 20 years pass, his daughter is an adult before he starts becoming a baby. So he did it for nothing. And then his, like, the love, his love interest ends up raising him anyway. So... It, that like the net there is no net positive here like you have a daughter who was raised without her father and then you have the exact situation you are avoiding your love interest having to raise you as an old baby like fuck that movie man <laughs> i i love the hate i i love the hate that you're having for this movie this is that's another one that i saw and i was like okay this is not good but then I forgot about it. But yeah, um, I think if I really looked at it like you did, I would be kind of pissed about it because, I mean, it's just a crazy concept anyway. Right, right. And, and I feel like they're they're pitching the concept like at the end you learn some big lesson about life. And you don't. No. You don't. It just doesn't make any sense. Like it's fuck that movie so much. And it's long. They they could have it, the least they could have done is make it short so I don't have to sit through three fucking hours of it. I'm I'm telling you I think it was just a paint by numbers let's win a best picture, um Oscar movie. Maybe. Um because Forrest Gump you can make the argument it did the same thing but I mean, it was a lot better. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I'm not say it's a great movie but it was a lot better. Yeah, a lot better. Um. There's one movie on this list that reminded me of both of those. Um, Big Fish. Ah, I liked Big Fish. Big Big Fish is another one that reminded me of the 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 like the the storytelling style of Forrest Gump, where it's it's almost like several different vignettes in one person's life. Yeah. And it also has a ridiculous premise, you know, but back to the word charm like big fish starts off weird and finishes real strong with like some really good charm and it also set like it's a good look at uh a father-son dynamic that's unique and i wouldn't say it's the best tim burton movie but it's really good no i i I don't know if it's the best either but I, i really enjoyed it yeah, I, I mean, I really liked it. I thought it thought it was a really personable 
movie from him. Yeah. Like yeah. a different side of him. It wasn't, I mean, it, it did have the kooky parts and the nice set design, but it was, <laughs> it was nice. I mean, it was, uh, I, I really enjoyed it. And that was one that I didn't think I was going to like when I went to see it. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I'm just going to throw throw out some names here of movies that I watched that I don't necessarily want to talk about, but I feel like I should put it out in the world that I watched them. Okay. Electra. Oh, hey, when you do this, just uh, do a skip it or see it. You know? Uh, okay, okay. All right, all right. So then, then, then I can do a lot of these. Here we go. Um, <laughs> the Spirit, skip it. Oh, yeah. Focus, <laughs> skip it. Electra, skip it. Brave. Eh, I guess. See it? It's yeah, Pixar. It. It's not bad. Um, the Iron Giant. Absolutely see it. Uh, Rampage. Skip it. Uh, <laughs> speaking of period pieces, Boogie Nights. <laughs> see it. That, oh. that, it's, it's aged really well. Uh, yes, and that's a movie that looks like the 70s and early 80s but um was made in the 90s and I, I it's so funny too it's it is such a funny movie it, it 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 is um bringing out the dead unless you're on some sort of some sort of weird scorsese like mind trip skip it let a scorsese and nick cage it, it, yeah yeah like there's value in it but if you're just sitting down to have a good time and watch a movie, this is not not where you need to stop. Oh, no, not the feel good movie of the year. Sure. No. <laughs> uh, I rewatched Tropic Thunder. Always see it. Always. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's fantastic. Um, let's talk about Terminator Dark Fate for a minute. <laughs> what, what's that giggle for? <laughs> I'm just thinking about. Uh, sorry, my computer fan's going crazy, too, but I'm thinking about uh, Christian Bale's rant on that movie no no that wasn't no that's that's a different terminator movie oh okay this is this is the newest one where uh sarah connor comes back have not seen this one i want to hear your thoughts like i oh i me and you could do a whole podcast about terminator period it is it is one of my favorite series ever ever in, in in film and i have very strong opinions about terminator 3 now Dark Fate is basically the retelling of Terminator 3 because it because the the only ones that are canon are 1 2 and Dark Fate apparently. Ugh. Which is it's confusing but I get why you would do that. I love Terminator 3. Not because it's good, not because they tell a compelling story, but because the end of it that's the one where they they launch all the nukes. And you find out that it doesn't matter what John and, and, and Sarah do, the apocalypse is going to happen. It's the inevitability that, that every that fate is a thing, you know. And that's why that movie hits so hard. Dark Fate is kind of telling that exact same story with a level of gloss and sheen that Terminator 3 did not have. And it's really it's definitely worth watching. Okay, well, I will actually check that one out because I um I don't know it just it I don't know Genesis you you were saying the 
the canon, I, that was the last one I saw was Genesis. Oh, and they pretty much they retconned everything, honestly. Yeah, Genesis is garbage. It is it is without a doubt the worst Terminator movie. Uh, but Dark Fate, James Cameron actually produced Dark Fate. Yeah, and Linda Hamilton's in it. It's just never got around to seeing that one. Yeah. Um, I also want to point out that uh, what is that actress's name that's so good? Or we're not supposed to call them actresses anymore, are we? They're they're just actors. They're actors. They're just actors. Uh, Mackenzie Davis. Do you know who Mackenzie Davis is? Yeah, she's a uh, she's pretty decent. Um, I've seen her in several movies. Yeah, she's she's fantastic. It, like, uh, honestly, it, what they need to do is just fire the, the 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 girl playing Captain Marvel and replace her with Mackenzie Davis. Oh gosh, that would be a uh, <laughs> that would be an F five shitstorm. <laughs> It'd be the right move, but you're right. It would be, it, it would be a shitstorm. Yeah, no, she's uh, she's good in everything I've seen her in. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Godzilla King of Monsters. Skip it. Uh, Road to Perdition. Watch it. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I had never seen that, but it's, that's a decent movie. It Based is. on a comic book, apparently. Yeah. Paul Newman, um, uh, Daniel Craig's really good in it. I, yes, he is. I, I liked it. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know Daniel Craig was in that. Like, there's a lot. Of, a lot of these movies that I've watched have had people in them that like went on to be huge fucking movie stars, and I'm like, oh, oh, he's in that. Cool. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, yeah. The Road to Perdition's good. Uh. And and this is gonna this is going to blow your mind, but. Prior to this year, I had never seen Minority Report. I I can believe that. That's another one of those movies that I feel wasn't marketed well. I know, but it's it's like it's Tom Cruise in like at his at peak Tom Cruise, and it's Steven Spielberg, arguably well not peak Steven Spielberg, but like still in his prime. Taken over for a project that Stanley Kubrick was doing. No, that no, that was AI. That was AI. That was okay. AI. Excuse me. Yeah, which is which is also why also on my watch list. Uh, Minority Report is fantastic. Yeah, I that's a concept. Um, that's one of those like higher concept movies, but I feel like it it works. They they really build that world, you know, um, with uh you know with the crimes and with the way they investigate. That, you know, it sounds ridiculous, but they make it believable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and building the war, like, sorry, I'm, I'm gathering my thoughts. You're absolutely right. They do a really good job of world building in that. Uh, there's another Tom Cruise movie on my list that did a fantastic job of world building and then did nothing with it. Uh, and that is, what the hell is the name of that movie? It's on this list here somewhere. Did I not put it in here? See, I'm looking too. Oh, Oblivion. Oh yeah, gosh. The first, the the first act of Oblivion. I like. I want that to be like an ongoing movie franchise. Just the first act. Because they do such a good job of explaining what's going on and 
immersing you in the in the world. But by the end of the movie, you don't give any shits about any of the characters. And it's 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 really just wasted. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, let's let, let's talk about the Godfather. All right. Uh, so really, really good movies, honestly. I, so so there, there's a few just like dark spots in 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 my like I don't understand the appeal of gangster movies or mob movies or whatever. Specific, specifically the genre. Like I, I get some of the stories are good. Like I, I really did like uh, what's that Scorsese one with a uh, Leo Leo DiCaprio in it. The Departed. The Departed. Like I really like The Departed. Mm-hmm. But well, I think these are almost like this type of gangster movie is almost like a uh, like an origin story. Like uh, you know, you come from nothing, you're an immigrant, and then you get everything you want, and then but it has a price. So I mean, I I kind of like the way they tell those stories, but they they are kind of one note. I think the Godfather movies are a lot better. And a lot stronger than one note, but um. yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 watching these, like I see the value in them. I, like I understand, and I I understand. Oh, th- this is this is kind of this kind of informs all mob movies and mob media for the next forty years. Yeah. Mm. Like without this, you you could almost guarantee there would be no Sopranos. Yeah. And, and I, I just don't get it. I don't I, like. I, well, I didn't re- I, I didn't really enjoy any of them. Yeah, this is going to be sound crazy, but I'm not sure if you're really I think you're supposed to enjoy them, but I don't think they're supposed to be the funnest things to watch, if that makes sense, because it really is about corrupting like this guy that could be the one to get out of the lifestyle. And he falls right back into the trap. Yeah. Yeah. And like, there's nobody really good at like, uh, oh gosh, Kay. Kay is her name. Um, I forget that. Diane Keaton. She's like the only good character in the movie. Like the one that I would think you would say, okay, this is a good person, but everybody else is kind of crappy. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they all get what's coming to them. On it. Like you feel bad for them. I don't know. I don't. I don't. don't Bad for them, but you know, I don't know. It's kind of hard to, uh, yeah, to really sympathize with someone like that. But like, you do kind of feel bad when uh, Michael's sitting in his dad's chair at the end. Um, You're like, oh man, he he would like his dad didn't want that for him, and and like, and he was way worse than uh, Don Vito. Like way worse. Yeah. My opinion, anyway. Like ruthless. And I, I think the directing is just. I mean, I think it's just a really good film, especially the first two. Like, I think the directing in those and the editing, are so good. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I'll, I'll give it that. And and you're right. The third one, there's a significant drop off in quality, in that third one. And I don't. I think it was about a twenty-year gap between those. Something like that. Yeah. There, there's a significant. Yeah. 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 And Sofia Coppola might be the worst person to play an a character in the history of Hollywood. Gosh, man. Like that's that's just you know if anyone ever says 
you know, nepotism, that, that, that doesn't really exist. Like, no, watch Godfather 3. <laughs> um, yeah. But, you know, Coppola, like the, uh, Francis Coppola still defends that decision, said she was the best person to this day. And I'm like, I guess you have to say that, but. Yeah, but that just means that you. <laughs> the, you had a lot of really shitty actresses. Or I was actors Bridget, Fonda. Bridget Fonda was in The Godfather 3. Yeah. Are you telling me she wouldn't have done a better job? <laughs> and I mean, she's not great, but she's, I mean, she's decent. She's a yeah. decent actress. Uh, I, while I was watching Godfather Part 2, I sent te- Reed, Reed Walker of Reality Breach. I, I sent Reed a text message that just, all it was was, Watching the Godfather trilogy, God damn it, these movies are Italian. Oh yeah, they are so Italian. And 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 I don't I don't mean that as a pejorative. I know it sounds like one, but I just did not expect there to be so many like big Italian celebrations with giant meals and like you know here's presents and blah 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 blah. And it it, it would, if anything, it's it's as much a mob movie as it is a window into like Italian American culture. Yeah, for sure. And it's, uh, I mean, I think they still hold up. I really do. Yeah. I'm glad it, you saw those. That, that, this was your first time watching them, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'd never seen them before. Yeah. Um, what'd you think of Marlon Brando? He was good. He was good. Yeah, I, I, there's not a lot of scenes with him and um, Al Pacino, but when they're together, those those are my favorite scenes of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Because you're like, this is the old guy and the new one that's going to be great. He's not there yet, but he's going to be there. Yeah, yeah. And and speaking of Pacino specifically, like <laughs> Jack and Jill. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> like Al Pacino in The Godfather Part One is almost unrecognizable. Mm-hmm. He is he is he has not even started his transformation into the Pacino we love and know we we know and love. No part part two he's flirting with it. By the time part three comes out, he's just he's not even playing Michael Corleone anymore. He's just Al Pacino. Yep. Oh yeah, and I don't I'll have to look this up. I I know this was around the time of Scent of a Woman. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, kind of the ooh-ah Pacino uh, <laughs> phase. But I'm pretty sure that those movies were rain- made around the same time. And uh, Cinema Woman was 92, and I think Godfather 3 was 93. Yeah, that, that sounds right. Uh, well, I'm just, at this point, I'm glad I watched them so I can say I watched them. And I'm not that weirdo who's never seen The Godfather. Well, good. I'm glad you watched it. I do think they're important films. Like you said, for the culture, I think it's good. It's a cool little snapshot. I think, um, and those movies are a period piece as well. They came out in the uh, 70s, um, yeah. but especially uh, all this. St- what, what did you think of uh, Robert De Niro as uh, Vito? He played the hell out of that part. That's I, crazy. I... Maybe I'm just too dumb to understand why it was a why it was even there. Like yeah. that whole Don Vito part part in Godfather Two, I was like, this is gonna mean something, right? 
it's going to mean something at the end and then it doesn't. It's just it's just oh. a, the other story they're telling. It's, it's weird. It is. Well, you know, um, what was supposed to happen with that is Marlon Brando was supposed to be in Godfather 2. Or they wanted him to be in Godfather 2, but there was a uh, he was in a diva stage at that point. And, uh, and I mean, it was his it was money related. So I get it. But um, is that the same reason he was supposed to be in uh, Superman, too? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, like, I think I think he um he had actually I don't know. I don't want to say he had a contract, but they I know they wanted him because he was actually young when he did The Godfather. Like it looks like he's super old, but he wasn't that old. I think they put a lot of makeup on him, so he could have played young Vito. But he said no. He wanted more money. But then that gave everyone Robert De Niro because I think that was his first like breakout movie. Wow. Well, haha, haha. Jokes on you, Brando. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on to Pacific Rim, because this is another one I specifically want to talk about. Let's do it. I watched both Pacific Rim movies back to back, and it's this is a, an, another genre of movies that I'm trying to understand. And that is kaiju giant monster movies, right? Yes. That's uh, Godzilla, King Kong, uh, Pacific Rim, you know, the Mothra, whatever, whatever the fuck you want to call them. Yeah. I don't get it. Um, I, just, I, I don't get it. What I like? Fell asleep in in the theater. You fell asleep during Pacific Rim. Yeah, I mean, you can only see so many buildings get destroyed. You know what I mean? It's like. Yeah. Good graphics. I mean, decent directing. Had Ron Perlman in it, the first one. I like I like him in his role, but I don't think he really fit in. I don't know. I just. It was kind of, eh. Yeah, yeah. And and now, arguably, Pacific Rim Uprising is way better. Okay. Um, at least from a human standpoint. And I, I hate to sound like, you know, a pretentious movie critic, because I'm definitely not that person. But the giant kaiju movies that I've watched, uh, which, all, to be fair, they've all been recent releases. I, I watched the – these last year I watched Kong Skull Island – I watched uh, the, the the Godzilla reboot, uh, Godzilla King of Monsters. I watched this year, both Pacific Rims. Like the ones that are good are the ones where the human story is compelling. Yes. And I didn't give a shit about any of the humans in Godzilla King of Monsters or the original Pacific Rim. It's like whatever, don't care. However, in Pacific Rim Two. <laughs> They do some really cool character work. But I mean, that really I mean, when you're when you essentially have a CGI movie, you have to have characters, strong characters to focus on. Otherwise, it's like a video game. I yeah. (laughs) And cutscenes. Yeah. Yeah. And I I guess I, I still just don't get what's the big fucking deal. With giant monsters. I don't get it. Uh, would you put Cloverfield in that uh, category? I uh, Yes. I've never seen Cloverfield. I, I understand that it's uh, found footage. Yeah. Yeah. I, I might have to watch that one. 
just because there's a few of those, and I, I like watching, you know, groups of movies. Uh, I, I guess I'm still in the middle of studying those to find out why the fuck they're they're cool, but I, it's it, it's kind of like kung fu movies. Like I don't give a fuck about fighting. I, I don't give a fuck about like action choreography that much like it ha- really has to be over the top and fucking wild for me to really care about action choreography and i think that's why i like fast and the furious and mission impossible so much because there are no rules well and they push the limit every time like i think yeah. they've made the same godzilla movie 20 times and i'm sure somebody would say no that's not true and i'll be honest i haven't seen 20 godzilla movies but <laughs> like i have no desire to watch them you yeah. know, I've seen a couple, and they're okay, but no character really. Yeah, I, yeah. Godzilla has character, and that, and even Kong has character. And if mm-hmm. they focus on their personalities, even though it's not a human, you could still like, okay, there's, I see some kind of motivation here. But I don't know. With the first Pacific Rim, I love how they built the world. It said this is what happened. This is where how we got to this point, and. You know, this is why you need two pilots in the um, in the machine. I forget what it's called, but yeah, yeah. they explained everything in like a little five minute video at the beginning. Drifting. Go drifting with me, man. I like that. But I just all seems so forced. Yeah. I mean, and and that's a hard part um, when you have uh, when you only have, you know, two hours to build a whole new world and story. Yeah, and maybe that's why the second one's better because all of that was already established. I don't know. Uh, let's what, keep. Uh, would you recommend people watch those? What's that? Would you recommend people watch what uh, the Godfather's and uh, Pacific Rim? Uh, Godfather's, yes. Pacific Rim, I'd say pass. Yeah. I can have pass on those. Um, I'm gonna run through a few here. Uh, okay. Easy A. Watch that. Yeah, that movie's it's hilarious. Fun. It's fun. Uh, Big Hero 6, I hate to say it, pass. I was not impressed. Okay. Uh, the Good I, Dinos, what, what's that? I liked it, but you go. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, blah, 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 blah. The Good Dinosaur, pass. Um, um, the Big Short. It, as of recent events, it's probably a really important movie. <laughs> But it's probably unless you are specifically interested in that very narrow idea and, you know, story, it's a pass. Twelve Monkeys, pass. I I remember liking that as a kid. It does not hold up. That movie's not very good. Brad Pitt is one of these characters that I think uh, he's not. I don't know. I he can go out of his comfort zone, but whenever he's doing something over the top, I didn't like his character in 12 Monkeys. Yeah. And I feel like uh, Bruce Willis was just Bruce Willis in a, a mental asylum. Yep. 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 Like, hey, dude, what are you doing here? I loved you in Die Hard 3 or Die <laughs> Hard 5. <laughs> the, the, secret, the, the secret part is 12 Monkeys is actually just a Die Hard movie. <laughs> I think uh, I think every movie you should look at every Bruce Willis movie is secretly a die hard. <laughs> Death becomes her. He was in that. Yes, he was. <laughs> Death becomes her is fucking hilarious, but it is not aged well. I was gonna say I saw that when it came out, 
<laughs> and I was young. Like I was, I remember being really young and um, I haven't seen it since. And I remember being blown away when I saw it. And then I saw some YouTube clips and I was like, oh God. Like, you know, when she has a hole shot through her. Yeah, oh yeah. Like they're, that they're... that was like impressive at the time, but. Yeah. <laughs> And and this is going to sound really judgy and like, like a real asshole speak, but in 1992, like Goldie Hawn was like, she's supposed to be the the hot actress on the block, right? Yeah. And I don't buy it. Like, yeah, I mean, you know, she's one of these people that's always, uh, she's always been older to me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't really. I mean, I I do like her as an actress, but yeah, like the whole sex symbol thing. Like she was. What was that show? That laugh in, like some old '60s show that she was on. Oh, gee, is she that old? Yeah. Fuck. I mean, yeah, it's kind of like Dolly Parton. Like I have nothing bad to say about Dolly Parton, even her movies. Some of them are uh, not yeah. that great, but she she did do Rhinestone. So, <laughs> um, but, um, you know, she's, you know, she's always looked the same, but she's always been an older lady to me, too. Yeah. It's the Goldie Hawn thing. And Meryl Streep. I don't even know how old Meryl Streep is. Like, that, I yeah, I couldn't guess, honestly. Uh, you, you're, you're right. I was watching this movie and I was like. Which one is supposed to be the hot one? Yeah. Be- because like Meryl Streep is clearly the older of the two. I think. I don't know. Now that I think about it, I have no idea. Yeah. Death Becomes Her, Death Becomes Her is a fun movie to watch if it's Halloween. It was not Halloween when I watched it. It was not that fun to watch. You know, that is a good, uh, that is a good recommendation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, One movie that I think is now one of my favorite movies, American Psycho. Uh I'm so glad to hear you say that. I'd I'd seen it before, and I I think it was just, you know, Sergio's a young guy, doesn't really get what's going on. Oh, look, he kills people. This fucking movie's amazing. Yeah. And it's all on Christian Bale. Yes, yes. Like... I've wanted to like I've wanted to go back and watch it again since I watched it this year because it's so good. Like the the the, the monologue he gives about uh, Huey Lewis and the news. Yeah. Is like th- that is what she, when when Christian Bale ends up dying because he's gonna die eventually we all will. Like yeah. th- that should be like in in the. the that should be like the thing that closes out the uh, that like in memoriam <laughs> for Christian Bale because he's yeah. so good. Yeah, he yeah he killed that role. Like he was so good in it. And like I always have trouble explaining this to people, but it's one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. Yes, it is. It is. Yes, so it is. Funny. Like. Everything about the way he gets annoyed, the way everyone's so fake and they act like they love each other. It's just it's it's like the only people that like there's a homeless guy in it and you feel like, okay, this might be the hero of the movie because everybody else (laughs) is 
terrible. Yeah. Um, it's it's it is it is pure uncut dark humor. Yes. That never ever blinks. It does not wink at you and say, "I know we're being funny." No, it, the entire thing is played serious, which makes it so much better. And it's got one of my favorite scenes of all time, and it's uh, when uh, he breaks up with uh, Reese Witherspoon. That is, I love that scene so much. <laughs> so because it's just like she's not listening, and he's so frustrated, and she starts to get upset, and he's like, he's like trying to calm her down just because other people are looking, and he's embarrassed. Like he has no, he's just so. <laughs> Hateful of that scene. <laughs> oh man, I love it so much. So so yeah, yeah American Psycho, absolutely a watch. Um, I'm so glad you liked that. I, when I saw it on the list, I was like, uh, he probably won't like this one. <laughs> uh, let's see what else. The Martian. That's another one. I should have seen that movie years ago. Uh huh. That is a f- fabulous movie. I loved it. Uh, what there was a movie that you were talking about earlier that I wanted to relate to The Martian. Um, gosh, I can't remember. So talk a little bit more about The Martian. What you liked about it? Like, like The Martian is is one of those movies that makes you believe humans are good. Yes. Like it, it warms you from the inside out as you watch it, and despite it being a happy ending, like when, like when he inevitably inevitably gets home. Like I'm crying. Like I was sitting on my couch crying and I'm like, why am I crying? We, I knew this was going to happen. See, I didn't. And see, that's a movie. I, we were talking about something earlier where um, we were saying it's not realistic and this movie's not realistic, but the way they present it, it is like, yeah. and the way he gets stranded on Mars is, and you know, like, Hey, we can't turn around for him. Sorry. You know, that would happen, I think like that. I don't know if that would really happen, but it was plausible the way it was presented in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like plausible is a good way to put it. Like a lot of the the science in it is not science. No, <laughs> but you can easily look the other way because there there's enough ex- explanation behind the fiction. Yeah. Yeah. No, and it I, has a. F- fantastic cast yeah donald glover was great in it too yeah yeah um i think everybody got a chance to shine well not everyone but i do think everyone had a you know like all the big players had a chance like uh jeff bridges was great not jeff bridges uh jeff daniels yeah yeah jeff daniels was great uh jessica chastain was great of course matt damon And, like, that's a movie that, you know, when I first heard it, everyone was talking about, like, oh, this is Matt Damon's Castaway. I like this way better than Castaway. Oh, yes, yes. It, like, th- this movie reminded me how good Matt Damon is at his job. Yeah, for because sure. It's, it's it's easy to write him and Ben Affleck off as good with hunting boys. No, like, Matt Damon is actually really talented. Yeah, I, I say that and The Departed. Yes. Yes, and every same once in a while. And uh, The Departed, I mean, it's just, gosh, yep. dude. I, is that a movie you're going to watch? Uh, the Depart- I probably. Like, I have a lot of Scorsese on my list. Yeah. Uh, so I'll probably watch it sometime this year. I've got to find 200 and something more movies, so. 
the only thing is there's hardly any women in that movie. <laughs> everybody that's in it is uh gives probably the best perform or one of the best performances they've ever given. Which wow. you know, that goes to Scorsese, like for getting that out of them. He's a fantastic director. Yeah. Uh let's see. Uh there's a couple more that I really want to hit on, but I do want to 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 gloss over this list one more time. Okay. Panic Room, not very impressed. David Fincher again. Jared Leto, American Psycho time, too. Yeah, yeah. I it just wasn't very impressed. Kristen um, Stewart's in that too, I think. Kristen, Isn't she? Kristen, yes, she is. Yeah, she plays she plays the little girl. Yeah. Uh the little things. Uh that's a new one, actually. That one's on HBO Max. Speaking of Jared Leto, I haven't seen that yet. Uh, that that movie punches you in the dick. Like real late in the process. And it's one of those that if if you aren't keen at seeing like the grander metaphors of shit, you may not catch it punching you in the dick. But it's definitely worth watching. Okay. Uh, let's see. The Cars movies should have stopped at one. The second two are shit. Um, Bad Education, not very good. That's another recent one. Uh, Analyze This and That, both cute movies. I could skip them. Uh, Judas and the Black Messiah is another new one. I really enjoyed that one. Uh, it, it is it's a based on real life you know period piece, and it 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 taught me a lot of shit about the Black Panthers. So it's pretty good, and the acting is fantastic. Good. Uh, the Lighthouse. Have you seen The Lighthouse? I have. I uh, I didn't love it. You didn't love it. No. I didn't love it. But I'm glad that it exists. I will say this about The Lighthouse. I think this is just a theory I have. One night I actually did this, and I was like, yeah, that works, that works. I think you could pause at any point in that movie, and you would have a beautiful picture. Yes. Yes. The cinematography is unmatched. Yeah, and, you know, they actually shot with, like, 100-year-old lenses. I did not know that. That's cool. Like the guy uh, that does those uh, did that movie. He did a movie called The Witch, um, mm-hmm. and he is uh, like he gets really deep into it. Like he's a set designer by trade, so mm-hmm. like and obviously like everything about that movie. I mean it's it's a small little state movie, but I mean I don't know. I I thought it was. I mean I didn't love it, but I I mean I I wouldn't say it's a bad movie at all. Yeah, yeah. It it, it kind of fits on that list of. Movies you're not going to have a good time watching, but no. when it's over, you appreciate it. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad I watched it. I would recommend yeah. people watch it. What about you? Uh, I would, too. And like my, my first thought uh, when it was over was that felt Hitchcockian. Dude, I'm sorry. I was going to do a segue, but then I was like, this is Sergio's show. I'm not going to do it, but I want to do a segue now. <laughs> okay. Because I was going to do a black and white segue, but then you said Hitchcock, so let's do both. What did you think of Psycho? Uh, I love Psycho until you get to the end. The end of Psycho is a fucking mess. What now? What do you mean the end? Like the like the, the build up is great. The murder is great. The end where there's just one guy in a room giving a dissertation on crazy people. Okay, so here's the thing with that. Um, that's a studio note. Really? Yes, that was something that. They were saying people aren't going to get it. Why is he dressed like his mother? Is his mother really alive? People aren't going to get it. 
and you know probably they wouldn't have got it back then probably but but, but yeah like that movie's really really good but at the end it's like it, it, it did feel like they were talking down to the audience as they explained what you know why norman was crazy yeah yeah but uh, it is i really think the whole thing is so good like you said up to that point yeah, and, and then that's a whole new character too. We don't know this person. We that's we didn't see that person any at any point before. Mm-hmm. But I, I think it's uh, I think it's just like a masterclass in filmmaking and um, using creative shots, like the shot where the guy gets hit and falls down the stairs is yeah. so good. Of yep. course, the shower scene is just mm-hmm. like masterfully done. Uh, the main guy, Anthony um, Perkins is so good in the movie yes yes i i agree with all of these sentiments i mean it's i that was one that i when i saw it when i was younger everyone you know like oh it's like the granddaddy of them all of all scary movies and i was like this isn't scary but (laughs) like whatever you know i i didn't watch it in 1960 i bet it was terrifying in 1960 and um And I mean, I, it still holds up. Uh, speaking of, of Hitchcock movies that still hold up, Vertigo still holds up. Oh, yeah. So good. Yeah. Like that's that's that I watched that, too. And I had never seen Vertigo and I wouldn't, you know, Vertigo's not scary. But th- there is a suspense to it that is unnerving. Yes. Yeah. And I think you can say that with a lot of Hitchcock movies like. He he gets saddled with the whole master of horror thing, but I really think he's like more of the suspense type. Yeah, yeah. And thriller, and like you know something bad's gonna happen, or somebody like Jimmy Stewart's gonna have to eventually go up. He's gonna have to conquer that vertigo mm-hmm. at some point. Um, and Jimmy Stewart's a great actor. Um, great in that movie. <laughs> News flash. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Let's see. We are almost out of time, so I, there are some I definitely want to talk about. Uh, turns out I don't like musicals, like at all. Yeah. What like, what musicals do you have on here? Uh, Sweeney Todd. Uh, yeah. I, everybody, I'm, not everybody. A lot of people love that movie. Ugh. Like Sweeney Todd, I remember liking it, watching it again. I wanted to like it, but I wanted them to shut the fuck up and get to the point. Yeah, and I kind of feel like Johnny Depp that might be the point where he started to overstay his welcome. Yes, absolutely. Uh, the, the other musical that I didn't realize was a musical and technically it's number 93 on my list is rocket man. Okay. Uh, I haven't seen that one. The, the Elton John musical and yeah. it does a really good job of explaining who the fuck Elton John is. And, the, the the actors really dive into those characters, but again, I don't like musicals. Uh, I understand. I don't like them at all. And it took several several songs that I because I I do love Elton John's music, so the songs were great, but there were all these songs being sung by people I don't want to hear sing them. So it's like subpar versions of amazing songs. Don't do it for me. Yeah. It's like watching American Idol. Yeah. Yeah. It's karaoke. Yeah. But I'd st- I'd still put Rocket Man on the wi- watch list. Like watch that. Yeah. Uh Idle Hands, 
hilarious, didn't age well, but yeah. I would still say watch it. Um, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Listen to Reality Breach. We have a whole two-hour spiel about that movie. And it, for some reason, nobody bitched about it being uh, four, a 4x3 release. That's awesome. That's an IMAX release, right? It, it's not an IMAX release when it's on your fucking TV. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Like, that's how it would be presented. Yeah. Otherwise, it would be stretched out and uh, the sides would be cut off. Yeah, yeah. It, it just... It's, it's just really pretentious to be like, we're presenting it in four by three to to well, maintain uh, the lighthouse was released in four by three. Uh, yeah. But if you're using old equipment, that makes more sense. Yeah. This wasn't old equipment. Uh, and, you know, for damn straight, it would not have been four by three if they released it to theaters. Just. Fuck that whole thing. Um, The Grand Bud- Budapest Hotel. Yeah, I liked it. That, yes, I, I did not expect to like it as much as I did. Uh, I, I think the Royal Tannenbaums, when I watched it as like an 18-year-older, yeah. it soured me on Wes Anderson. Dude, I love Royal Tannenbaums as an 18-year-old. Well, I, I guess I just didn't get it back then. It's also on my list of things to watch. The Grand Budapest Hotel is fantastic. Yeah. It's one of the funniest movies I've watched all year. Really great acting. In that yes. And the set design. Oh, yeah. Uh, Let's see. Ralph Breaks the Internet. Not as good as the first one. You can probably skip it. Uh, Let's see. The last one. No, there's two more. Two that I'm going to hit, and then we're done. There's one I want to get if you don't get the one. Okay. Okay. We'll do yours first. Uh, The Big Lebowski. Oh, yeah. The Big Lebowski. So (laughs) uh, I have a complicated relationship with The Big Lebowski. I. I, I was, you know, raised during the time when that movie was the shit. Like, everyone yeah. was, like, quoting The Big Lebowski like it was the greatest fucking movie ever. And I remember watching it when I worked at the video store and going, this is I. Yeah. It's okay. Whatever. And that that uh, opinion just kind of stuck with me for 15, 20 years, right? Yeah. Or however old that movie is. Uh, I watched it this year, and I think I get it now. It's I, I love it, man. It is just to me, it's almost like Seinfeld, the movie with with a bunch of losers instead of successful people. That, that's a really good way to put it. And it's oh, man, like I, I watched a clip because I was thinking, like, what was that thing that he said where he was like, no, nah, man, I, like where he was like, what? Like where he meets actual Lebowski, where he's like, um. No, man, I'm not the Lebowski. I'm not Mr. Lebowski, man. But there was a certain line I was looking for, and I watched that, and then it took me to the bowling scene where uh, Walter bring uh, John Goodman brings the dog. And I mean, like, I watched that. I was like, dude, I gotta watch the movie now. Like, the whole <laughs> thing is so funny. Like, there's this Pomeranian there. Like, and, and he's like, man, don't don't pull a gun on him. He's a pacifist like me. <laughs> like, what is? I don't know, and I and I think that's a movie where you had like really great actors, like John Goodman was so good in that. Yeah, yeah. I, I and, and and I think that's what it is. Like everyone in every role in that movie is way overqualified for the movie they're making. Yeah, Philip Seymour Hoffman is a um, butler in that movie. Yes. <laughs> like Tara Reid's in it for like. 
two minutes. And I mean, she's not, you know, she's, she's Tara Reed. She's like a hot chick, but you know, she gets that, you know, so like they don't really overuse anyone, but I, I kind of feel like, I don't know. Julianne Moore is good in it. Totoro yeah. is only in it for a few minutes and he steals it. Yeah. Yeah. As I said, I, like I get it now, you know, now that I have my adult brain strapped on, I completely get it. Yeah. Uh, so what were your two? My two? Uh, one is one that I'm pretty sure you haven't seen, but I'm going to recommend with, like, with with, with a with a fierce, like, aggression. Okay. You have to watch the argument. Oh, okay. I haven't even heard of the argument. It was a it was it was a tiny release that is on a micro budget, and uh, I I don't know how familiar are you are with the the, the actors that are in it. Uh, let me pull up some names real quick. Uh, it's got the it's got the guy who played Chris on Everybody Hates Chris. Oh, okay. Um, it also has it's let's see directed by Robert Schwartzman. I don't know who that is, but it's got. Do you know who Dan Fogler is? Uh, I don't know actually. I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, Dan Fogler was in. He's 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 in the Fantastic Beasts movies. Uh, it's got Danny Pudi from uh, Community. Okay. Uh, and then a, then a bunch of kind of unknown like actors, and it's it starts as a simple movie about people having a dinner party, and then turns into. I, I'm trying not to spoil anything. It yes, turns. I was gonna say. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not going to spoil anything, but but it turns into almost a. It's like they're holding up a mirror to how ridiculous actors and directors can be. Cool. I like that. Like the entire Hollywood process and uh, the pretentious, insane side of creatives. And I, I, when I was watching it, I actually thought of you. I was like, Jordy would dig the shit out of this movie. Cool. I'm going to watch it. Yeah, it's it's equal parts stupid and brilliant. So, yeah, absolutely watch it. Um, And I guess the big grand finale here. Um, yeah. Undercover Brother. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Undercover Brother has aged really well. You should watch that again if you... It has aged well? Uh, Denise Richards is in that, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Undercover Brother is, ac- is actually way ahead of its time. Like, they use the phrase triggered... Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, it's really, really, like, aware of, the, like, Black Lives Matter shit 20 years ago. It's crazy. Like, I've always liked Eddie Griffin. Um, I yeah. always thought he was pretty uh, pretty good as a comic. Uh, no, the big grand finale is 2001 A Space Odyssey. Okay. I had a nice conversation with Reed about this. So. Yeah, yeah. He happened to have to watch that movie for school as I was watching it, because I'm a fuck boy who just sits at home watching movies and 15 minutes into this, I was not convinced it was a, a classic because yeah. 15 minutes, there's, there's like what, 20 minutes of just monkeys yep, yep. at the beginning of 2001, a space odyssey. And then there's so, so many just still, still shots that linger for way longer than they should. So what do you think? 
I don't ever want to watch that movie again. Oh, okay. I'm glad it exists. I let me okay, let me couch that. I don't ever want to watch that movie sober again. Okay. Because it goes nowhere. It's hard to watch. It's beautiful, but the 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 tiny bits of story that trickle out throughout the what two and a half hours that it you know of, of the runtime yeah don't aren't worth the the work you have to put in to watch it however i can understand how it at its when it was released it was you know a brilliant piece of cinema i can acknowledge that and i really want to take mushrooms and watch it <laughs> I saw it at the uh, the first time I saw it. Um, I was way too young probably to watch it uh, in my teens and uh, or to watch it and understand it or kind of understand it. But I saw it at the planetarium. Oh, man. And that, that was nice. That was a cool setup to see it that way. Um, that's a big movie um, and it needs to be experienced on a big screen. Um, yeah. But it is a long movie. And if you're not into classical music. It might not or or no one talking because there are stretches where there's no dialogue. Yeah. So I don't long stretches. I mean, like if somebody had never seen it and they like movies, I would be like the guy that did The Shining did this before The Shining. You should watch this. (laughs) And this was a movie like that. He did a Hollywood movie for just so he could do this one. And it's, you know. Yeah. And this is why people say the moon landing is fake, because it looks so good. But, <laughs> but like, if I if somebody was like, hey, what's a good movie I can watch this weekend? That would not even think about crossing my mind, honestly. Like, it's a good movie, and uh, the acting's good. Um, of course, the directing and cinematog- cinematography and music are just great. But um, editing's good. They do yeah. some really cool editing tricks. Um, the space station stuff is awesome. But yeah. and it ends weird. Like, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't think I could recommend that to like a normal audience. A normal person. Yeah. Like, I, as you were talking, I was I was thinking like, what movies? Like, if someone came to you and said, Jordy, I like these three movies. What do you recommend? Like, what three movies would someone have to say for you to be like, oh, you should watch 2001? Um, if they mention any Stanley Kubrick, like, that's okay. a, a dead giveaway. Um, okay. That's it, right? <laughs> that's the only thing. I, I think, like, if they like, um, I don't know, man. If they, if they like Spielberg, but, um, like, spacey Spielberg. Like, early Spielberg? Yeah, like early, but not Jaws, like not the popcorn Spielberg, but like Close Encounters of the Third Kind, maybe. Yeah. That type. Um, And if you like, um, and see, this is a movie that, like, I don't think it looks dated. Oh, no. The the only thing that kind of looks dated is a little bit of the hairstyles. But other than that, the visuals hold up. Yeah, I mean, like, it didn't, I'm not saying it predicted things, but it has space time in it. 40 years before it happened. Yeah. And um, I don't know. Yeah, the Kubrick thing would be one. And if you just like um, 
movies is kind of like this uh, this Citizen Kane thing. Like that's not something you recommend to everyone, but anyone that likes movies should see it. Yeah, yeah. It's funny that you bring up Citizen Kane. That's Citizen Kane was a movie I watched last year. Uh huh. And it was kind. Of, it's kind of what kicked off this whole 365 movie thing is because I watched this. I finally sat down and watched Citizen Kane, and I appreciated it so much that I was like, "The fuck else am I missing?" Yeah, and see, that's the thing. Like, you're not gonna watch Citizen Kane or 2001 and be like, "Okay." This this has changed everything for me. Or, you know, I would even put something like The Exorcist in that list. But mm-hmm. when you watch movies that come after, like The Exorcist has been co- – every exorcism movie since, even the ones coming out today, have copied a 40-year-old movie. A lot of mafia movies have copied The Godfather. Yeah. You know, so it's good to go back and see, like, where did it start? Yeah, yeah. Um, Citizen, I mean, Citizen Kane's good. I mean, it's it's really good. It's just, and it, you know, with our times now, like with the way uh, politicians are so corruptible um, these days. I guess they've always been, but it's, I mean, it's still relevant. But it's, I mean, black and white's a big turnoff for a lot of people. Yeah, that's so weird to me. Like, I'll totally watch a black and white movie. Uh, and I was surprised at how watchable that movie is. Despite how old it is, because it was what the 40s. Yeah, 41. Yeah, yeah, like that movie's in about in 20 years it'll be a hundred years old. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, like to put that in pers- perspective, like Nosferatu, the uh, the uh, German vampire movie, will uh-huh. be a hundred years old this year. It's a chore to watch that. It's like an actual chore, and it's good, but it's it's just kind of like. You know, it's a silent film, like a lot changed. And and the techniques that Orson Welles used were so um, just they were crazy. And I was talking to Daniel about this a long time ago. And Daniel think, of Reality Recalibrated. Ah, recap. <laughs> um, yeah, Dan was saying uh, and I think it's I think this is true because Orson Welles was I think he was 25 when he directed that. And yeah. he. um had never directed anything. There's some controversy to that, but kind of like Quentin Tarantino, his first movie was Reservoir Dogs. He might have made a student film before that didn't get released. That doesn't count. Yeah. So, um, but that was Orson Welles' first movie, and Daniel was saying maybe it's because he didn't really understand the rules. He wasn't really restricted by them. And he was like, why can't we do it this way? Why can't we do a, a deep focus shot? Why can't we... Um, do a, a fisheye through the uh, mm-hmm. snow globe. Why can't we do this big zoom? Why, you know, why can't we do a newsreel? They didn't really do the newsreels before that. Like it just, it really was kind of an innovator. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen Mank? Yes, and I loved Mank. Uh, I watched Mank like the week after I watched Citizen Kane last year, and th- that's a, again, that's one of those movies you're not going to watch for a good time. No. But it it seems informative in a way that most movies aren't. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like it it, it gives Herman Mankiewicz that is that his name. It, it actually yeah. gives him his just desserts. Yeah. In a way that the movie Citizen Kane doesn't, because that it, it publicly speaking, Citizen Kane is very much a uh, an Orson Welles like thing. 
You mm-hmm. know, like like when you say E.T., you think Spielberg. When yeah. you when you think Citizen Kane, you think Orson Welles. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I mean, he was a very big part of it. He really was. He was the reason it got released, honestly. Oh yeah, yeah. And the movie, I think, did a good job at uh, kind of showing that. And he like uh, he burnt bridges. Like Orson Welles was young and dumb, so he didn't really care about burning bridges. Um, and uh, and then that ended up haunting him, like for his career. Like it was hard for Orson Welles to get uh, to get money to make movies. Yeah, that's fucking but, crazy. But I mean, he pissed off the wrong people. <laughs> huh. but, well, but this has been great, man. Talking about almost a hundred movies. <laughs> yeah, just 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 bouncing like, and there's there still so many on here we didn't talk about. Yes. Are Are there any coming up that on your watch list that you're excited to watch that you've never seen before? Uh, that's a good question. Let me pull up my watch list real quickly. Um, right now I am burning through the Superman movies, which is kind of a mistake. Like, yeah, there's some canon movies in there. Some, yeah. Like uh, Canon Studios. Uh, they made some bad movies, but they, yeah. you know, they made some fun movies too. But All of the uh, Quentin Tarantino movies are on my watch list. Okay. Uh, I've never actually seen the I've seen Pulp Fiction and I've seen Kill Bill one. But the rest of them I have not seen. Oh, OK. Um, You're going to like some of them. Uh, Let's see. Let's just throw. Uh, some I, I, I say this because there there's one that everybody hates. And I'm like, if you're going to like a Quentin Tarantino movie, you're going to like that one. OK. If, okay. This one you're going to like. So I think you're going to enjoy it. Yeah, that'll probably be in the next next time we cover this. That's the, we'll probably talk a lot of Tarantino. Good. Um, Tremors. Okay. Uh, Labyrinth. Crash. Close Encounters, which I've never seen. I've never seen Close Encounters. I've never seen it either. Uh, Willow. Uh, let's see. What else do I have here? Uh, Heather's. Oh, Heather's okay. I think you might like that one. Um, I'm gonna rewatch Beetlejuice. I saw that in the theater last year. It was uh, it holds up. Okay, cool, cool. Um, Baby Driver is on my list. Okay. Attack the Block. Dune. Oh, that's coming out, right? The new Dune. Uh, well, I haven't seen the original, so I'm gonna watch both of them this year. Okay. Clue. Oh, okay. Uh, which yeah. I've seen, and I remember loving it. I just haven't seen it in so long. So Clue has uh, several endings. Yeah. You might want to look at. Uh, let's. Um, which I Roger Rabbit. I was gonna say I heard they released Clue uh, different endings to that movie, which is something they would never do today. That yeah yeah. Roger uh, Rabbit's I, great. I don't yeah. know how it holds up, but. I'm sh- I'm sure it holds up. I'm sure it does. Don't tell me it doesn't. Um, a, here, here is a list of movies that I've never seen and that is going to shock you. Okay. Jaws. The Goonies. Um. What else? There's oh, Catch Me If You Can. I've never seen Catch Me If You Can. Okay. Um. Shit. What else? 
uh, let's see, Taxi Driver. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, never seen Taxi Driver. Uh, Heat. I've never seen Heat. So so I guess that's kind of a, a preview of what's what's to come. I've never yeah. seen the Shawshank Redemption. Oh, gosh. Reed will kill you. Reed Walker of Reality Breach fame. It's, <laughs> it's like his favorite fucking movie. And I'm like, yeah, dude, it's good. Never seen it. But, I, but I'm going to remedy that. I'm, I'm going to watch it in the, in the coming weeks, coming months. Uh, and the plan is to regroup uh, with you. Okay. And talk about another, you know, approximately 92 movies. Uh, and we'll do it four times this year, hopefully, on a pretty regular cadence. Uh, and I will, I will catch up to, you know, the rest of society and, and the movies that have been seen by everyone. Let's do it. I'm excited. It's crazy that you're doing this. This is a, a really big undertaking. It's, yes. <laughs> but, but, but I do have my wife's support. She walked in from work the other day and said, so have you watched your movie today? Oh, that's good. And I was like, thank you, babe. Thanks. Uh, oh, shit. I forgot to talk about my cousin Vinny. Never mind. My cousin Vinny's amazing. Oh, it's so good. One of the best movies ever, ever, ever. Um, but yeah. that'll do it. Um, in that. Everybody's getting that. Oh, yes, yes, yes. The judge. Uh, oh, God, the judge is great. Yeah. Uh, so I guess tune in next time. Um, I don't know when this is going to be released, so I don't know what episode will be next. Uh, but I do want to thank Jordan Hillhouse. Is there anything you want to plug? Do you do anything online anymore? or Anything. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> I need to start doing things. Hopefully we can have another movie night. That was hey. fun, making our uh, commercials. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That that we'll, we'll make that happen. Yeah, it's got it's got to happen, right? And Daniel of reality, uh, what recalibrated, recalibrated <laughs> fame, uh, gave me an idea that I'm working on, but it's uh, it's not even close to being finished. Maybe by the next time I can plug it though. Okay, all right. Well, uh, tune in next time. I'm Sergio. That's Jordy. See ya. Get the ransom. Shoot the hostage. We're out. Thanks for listening to Reality Breached. Be sure to check out our other great shows like the Black Pocket Podcast, Shellheads, and Dead Scene Kids, all available on realitybreached.com. <laughs>